Hello and welcome to the review of Escape from Valo by Daniel Jose Alder and Alyssa Wong. Uh, released on the 30th of January from Disney Press, this is the first junior novel of Phase 3 of the High Republic. And if you're wondering if they can pull off a junior novel set during one of the most brutal times in recent galactic history, then hang about and we'll let you know. Uh, you'll listen to the Star Wars Book Community Podcast. So, hi everyone, it's Chris here, SW Book Collector, and we, I'm here to discuss Escape from Valo. Now, this is uh, a bit of a new show for the Star Wars Book Community Podcast. Um, you've probably noticed we've done our big roundtables before on new books, but I wanted to get just uh, something out there for people that, have, that just want to know if a book's good, or they want to hear people talk about it straight away because they're excited about it. So, the idea is these episodes will come out, they'll probably be out. 20 minutes long um, and they'll be as spoiler free as possible and they'll just be reactions to the new books as they're released um, so as I said I'm Chris SW book collector I am joined today by everyone's favorite pod father Jason wow what's going on everyone thanks for thanks for having me good to be here I've never been called that before I like it I just I just make stuff up on the spot Jason <laughs> uh, obviously you'll, you'll know Jason as this dad reads um from instagram and his own wonderful podcast this dad reads um so yeah we're here to discuss escape from Valo, jason so first of all first impressions did you like the book i did if you've um either read my review or kind of seen my kind of chatter about it online um around the release date i really did i um i think think it's one of my top middle grade books of the entire initiative so far i mean you couldn't get any higher praise than that right so for people that don't know because if i'm i'm not this with the high republic stuff because it's all high republic i don't really read the blurbs like i just don't even know what it's about going into it mm. i just start reading like i've just started defy the storm i have no idea what it's about it's good <laughs> but like i don't i don't like having that overarching thing so for people listening this one is essentially about ram mm-hmm. um daniel jose Elder's character um, and after the fall of Starlight Beacon, he quickly hightails it to Valo, which is where he's from, if you remember from the Rising Storm and Race to Crash Point Tower, um, to help them out because because they're, they're being invaded by Niall again. Uh, and it's basically the story of him meeting a group of surviving Jedi younglings mm. uh, and trying to survive the Nile there and various other different bits and pieces um i've got to say jason for me i think the standout for for me when this book was returning to valo Mm. yeah i agree i don't think i knew i needed it but i think it's all because it's wrapped around rams um just like personal experience right and i feel like if you've been following along with ram's journey and kind of how he's um navigated um his own personal story and then interacting with the other kind of younglings as the higher public adventures and his journey is already kind of he's already had quite a quite an arc i would say and so i don't mm-hmm. think i knew that i wanted or needed a story like this um and i, I mean we can get into it in a little bit more but I didn't, same thing. I I don't really dive into like, what's this book going to be about? I kind of know the general, you know, vibe before I'm going in, but you don't really know what you're getting into until you start getting into it. Right. And so 
Um, and obviously the title has the name Valo in it, but um, I'm also not one of those people that has every single like detail at the front of my brain all the time. You're like that. You're very much like that. You probably knew that Valo was Ram's home planet like that wasn't top of mind for me so i wasn't immediately no, I just, yeah i wasn't immediately making that connection like oh but it was really cool that basically he um this is another one of those stories where a jedi is basically defying the um order to return to coruscant right like we're already seeing that yeah. happen in a couple other places but um and i don't think it's getting i don't think that kind of type of story is getting old yet obviously but he he's so passionate about his home world and like wanting to help that he makes that decision to go back and so um yeah it's very valocentric and i don't think i was ready for that no i mean i the rising storm uh is my favorite hope public book it's one of my favorite star wars books completely mm -hmm. um kevin scott's a genius and one of the reasons for that was just this setting of Valo mm. and the Republic Fair and how just diverse and dynamic it was because you had the city, you had all these things, you had these crazy um, landmarks and you had the zoo, mm -hmm. which has like dinosaurs in it mm -hmm. and crazy <laughs> things like that. So when it all goes wrong, you left, you, 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 you know, you're experiencing like disaster movies, you're experiencing Jurassic Park, you're yeah. experiencing all these things. And that was the, the best thing about the rising storm for me so to go back and visit those places again mm -hmm. and to remember the events yes. of that book was nice because obviously one of the sort of the central mcguffing of this mcguffin of this plot is the um the ship the innovator if you yes. read the rising storm you remember that you remember they got destroyed when bal was on it and that whole storyline and they're trying to get something from inside it which mm -hmm. you and again if you'll know it's at the bottom of lake Lake Lanisa, is that right? Uh, did they mention? Yeah, yeah. Am I just? I'm trying to think if that's <laughs> something else that I'm reading or playing at the moment. It's Lanisa City or Lonisa City. So yeah, Lake that, Lanisa. That yeah. Um, so it's really nice to return to Valo. Um, yes. And speaking of Ram, we'll get onto the other characters in a minute. Uh -huh. It's not really Ram's book, is it? Like <sighs> it's set. Ram's the setup. He's the, he's a DJ through line. Mm -hmm. But it's it's not. I don't know. I might argue that it. I I could argue that it is. Like I feel like, I don't know. I feel like he's kind of the beating heart of it. I mean, obviously, it's an ensemble book, right? There's and there's mm. multiple ensembles here, but I I don't know. I, I think it is. I I would argue that it is. And I just even did a post today about like a Ram appreciation post, and I just think like. I don't know. I, I, he was kind of like a quirky guy who was like funny and like obviously him and Reith's relationship has been super heartwarming and like I love their I mean, you horizon, know romance. Yeah. Like I love that and um, obviously he's played a big part too in like Midnight Horizon. But I just feel like he the maturity that he goes through in this book. I don't know. For me, he was. Yeah, I get that. I mean, I'm, I don't think he's essentially the main character as much right. as he was in Race to Crash Point Tower. I'd agree. Um, yeah. There is no main character in this book, I would say. Like, it's no. an ensemble book. Definitely. Yeah. Um, but it definitely is the next part of his journey. Yeah, yeah. Because, as like I said, we'll get into the characters in a second, but the, yeah. the younglings that are involved in this story, mm -hmm. it's seeing the difference with Ram to them. Yes. Is, just shows how, how, like, much they've built on these characters, because that was where Ram was. Yes, in Race exactly. Power at the beginning. And maybe... 
I'm just like seeing myself in him because I feel like he's kind of thrust in, he's he's kind of like a dad now in this book a little bit yeah. like and you're kind of thrust into this role that you don't really know what you're doing and you're kind of flying by the seat of your pants and like but you get you have this ache and this yearn and this love for them that um is so pure and so like you know um I can't even describe it. it's so like central to who he is like he just gets such a connection to these kids and I maybe I didn't think about this until right now but I'm like dang is that me is that why maybe I'm connecting so much with him like wow anyway yeah I mean absolutely I mean I remember when we interviewed on this podcast I can't remember who it was who said this it was either Justina Island or it was Claudia Gray but they were talking about characters and character development and they were saying how I think it was Justina Island actually the same how the books and the the plan they're doing is it's a really big broad plan broad spectrum and everything has to feel natural mm. so said so you might get a character who is not a central character not a central part nothing really major happens but there'll be small things that happen to them which just mm -hmm. create a little bit more development mm -hmm. a little couple more steps along mm -hmm. their character's line um, and I feel like this has proved that correct because Ram hasn't been a central character since Race Crash Point Tower. He was right. in Midnight Horizon, but right. that was a big ensemble. Yep. He's been in High Republic Adventures, but yep. that was very much Lula and Zine's story. Zine's story, yep. Um, but then when you get to this one, you're like, oh. He's yeah, the he, most he's the most changed. mature Jedi there. Like he's the adult, right? Like especially when the last story we got of Ram was in the Tales of Light and Life. Yes. And that was his birthday story and he was really earnest and naive yes. and anxious, emotional and because like... that was set earlier in his timeline, wasn't yep. it? Yep. Yep. And it's a, a real step forward for him and like for a middle grade book that's really cool to see like i feel like as maybe maybe even a middle grader who started reading these books you know three years ago to, when they first came out maybe they can see themselves aging up with him a little bit like that's what makes yeah. me excited about seeing this kind of development to know what's coming you know with the other people of his generation right like they're just aging up and same thing with like bell and wreath like those are the characters that i kind of i felt that like love that ram has for the younglings from i felt that from the start with them like i they just mm -hmm. were so pure and i just loved them so much but now yeah. seeing them mature and age up like it's great i i love seeing it yeah i mean speaking about the characters and the way they're written this is obviously co-written by Alyssa wong yes who is famous for mostly to Star Wars fans as the head writer on Dr. Okay. Afra, or the only writer on Dr. Afra, which to me is the most perfect comic run ever. And it's really yeah. nice we're recording this today because the last issue of that came out yesterday. Yesterday, yep. And as I, we're recording this. I'll let you have your fanboy moment. I know, like, you're a huge Alyssa Wong fan. I'm a huge Alyssa Wong fan. <laughs> um, they are awesome. But do you think you could see their influence here? in this book compared to DJO's standalone works? I, my perspective is a little bit different. Um, as you know, I still haven't read Afra, so don't come for me, everyone. I know it's on my list, but um, obviously <laughs> I've read um, Alyssa's other like short stories and works and how she's been involved in Star Wars. Um, but what I will say is I really feel like she really balanced um, Daniel Jose older his style really well like i it felt like a much more balanced story um like there was the kind of the chaos and the like funny frenetic energy but 
Um, and I honestly couldn't even tell where one started and the other stopped. Like I, I couldn't no, tell. I couldn't. It just felt like a really well-written, cohesive story. And so similar to, you know, the Justinas and the Tessas of the world, like these co-writes like are just, I, I, I think the, the care and the love and the work that goes into them, it so much shows and not just, this isn't to, you know, diminish any other solo work at all but i just feel like i just feel like working together it just produces something different and it just uh i don't know for as a as a reader of it 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 really worked for me well i imagine i mean i don't know but i imagine for them it's a completely different creative process right. because they've got a sounding board yep. there yeah whereas before they wouldn't know said so they'd probably right you know um, second guess themselves on some things sure. or maybe they'd push things too far on yeah. others here and obviously they have the editor will look at it of course but from a purely creative standpoint yeah. they, you know daniel could turn to listen and say what if you know right ram lost an arm that doesn't happen in the story <laughs> by the way i'm just thinking wrong book wrong and they book. can have that conversation and then come to actually so you yeah the places you end up are going to be completely different right. to if Alyssa or daniel are writing it by themselves exactly and um, i don't want to put myself in their shoes because i i don't i don't write the same way that they do but I'm, I'm a creative i come from a creative background with music and art and i always know like the best or the best memories i have with creating art is doing it with other people like it's a real when you can do it communally and it's a it's such a a back a creative back and forth like i can only imagine like great things come from that like it's really hard um and when you do it alone i just feel like it's just a different kind of skill set but doing it in collaboration is just always better yeah and i, th I think as well they have similar sensibilities yes. they're both embraces of chaos yes. <laughs> and they're both um obviously regard wit highly yes because yes. afra is really sharp it's really witty series djo like that's his thing that's what he does mm -hmm. um sometimes he can be too silly for for readers i think um and it took me a while to get used to him but now i have i love his stuff um mm. so midnight horizon was the one for me that's my second favorite horror public book <laughs> i absolutely love that book it's incredible um so yeah, it's interesting. I would love to sort of be a fly on the wall for just like, or have like a 15 minute featurette behind the scenes where I just see them having a couple of conversations. You yeah. Know, like with George Lucas and the famous Phantom Menace ones where he's just like, no, shit, <laughs> shit. Yeah, we'll yeah. go for that one. I'd right, love to see right. that. Same with Tessa and Justino. Um, I know. Can we just get a High Republic documentary? Like, I think that's yeah, come on, right. a documentary Michael, series. Michael, come I know on. you listen to this. I'm talking to you, Sigalane. <laughs> Give us that documentary. Um. So yeah, go going back onto the characters so we spoke about mm -hmm. ram a bit i'd argue that the central character could consider could, could be considered as the character of gavi okay okay um and i see i thought you were gonna say someone else who else i thought you're gonna say zyle i suppose it could be zyle as well couldn't it but i don't know yeah that's interesting 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 why, okay. do, why do you say that? Why Why do you think Gavi? I don't know. Maybe because, maybe because I'm a romantic, and <laughs> that's that's the story that I that you connect onto. With. Yeah, that maybe maybe so. But I did, you just said main character vibes. Um, okay. Okay. So with the 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 crew, so with the kids, yes. we've got the yes. characters of Gavi, mm -hmm. um, Tep, 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 who is awesome, and Kildo, 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 and then. Uh -huh um 
separate to them, uh, another character joins in, uh, a yes. runaway, essentially a runaway teenage pirate mm-hmm. called Zile. Zile, yes. I'm terrible with names. Uh, <laughs> called Zile, to, who has roots in the High Republic Adventures Phase 2 Phase series. 2! I loved that. That's yes. probably why I just connected with them so That much. was such a cool little connection. The f- I know. Seeing Sav Maligan written down. Yes, I know. And obviously the... Um, so, Zyle's grandma uh-huh. was a character in High Republic Adventures Phase 2. Yes, Saya Keem. Yes, that's it, yeah. And it mentions Therm Scissor Punch, which is the greatest name of all time. Yes. It mentions that guy that has the little <laughs> parole <laughs> officer. Yes, yes. Who's now the officially a pirate. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and um, what was that, sorry? The Dank, the dank Grax, like dank the pirate Grax. crew. That was yeah, it, yeah. yeah. And then um, of Dexter Jetster. Yes, uh, it Dexter's made, in there. It's yeah. awesome because I thought they were going to be lost in that little. I know, phase I know. Two timeline, so that's great. I mean, I, I, I'd reckon we'll get some things. Maybe Axel and Marda will see show up again, but I didn't think we'd see those guys show up again. Oh, I mean, I can only dream. Oh, I can yeah. only dream. <laughs> you gave me a weird look there on camera. No, I was, I was just like, like I hadn't know? thought of that. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I was like, I haven't finished the Father's Storm yet. Does Marda show up? No, oh, okay. I can, can only imagine. dream. Can only dream. She was a Justine and Tessa character. That's true. She was mentioned in Eye of Darkness that one time. Yes, and that's when I was like, I got my eyes got real big, just like they did a second ago. But I, that was that was a short. That was my moment. favorite moment that entire book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just the words yeah. Marder wrote. Yeah, exactly. I was like, <gasps> yeah. Um. So yeah. So how did you connect to these characters? What do you think of the new the new crew? I liked it a lot, and um, I. I liked how kind of their um, their personalities jump off the page like right away. Like you you immediately can be like, okay, Tep Tep's like probably the youngest of the crew, the most mm-hmm. kind of like boisterous. But then as you go, you kind of get these mini flashbacks and you see kind of what they've gone through and why they are the way they are today. Yeah. And then more of their personalities start to kind of get unraveled as the story goes, right? And then I feel like that just kind of that just made me drawn into them even more Um, because once you get into the intricacies of, you know, Gavi's, you know, feelings towards um, Kildo or what have you, like whatever the, whatever the specificity of each character is, you just kind of, you're just, um, what's the word I'm looking for? You're more drawn into them more. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So I, I will say that probably the only character that wasn't as fully fleshed out was Kildo. I feel like Kildo. Yeah. He was kind of just like, you know the bird eye candy type thing um yeah he's just essentially the love interest essentially yeah exactly but i thought he was cool but i wanted more from him so anyway but yeah i i enjoyed them all i love them maybe in the future yeah i hope so yeah i'm i'm pretty sure this isn't going to be the last we see these people yeah so i mean myself personally tep tep and kildo were not as there wasn't as much of a spotlight thrown in them but for their purpose Tap Tap was the one that was they had to protect, but also the cute one, the feisty one. Um, Kildo, like we said, is potentially just the love interest and isn't much more than that. Uh-huh. Um, but Gavi and Zyle, I would they were very DJO characters, I think. Yes. They felt very DJO. Um, I don't know if that's the case or not, but they felt very him. Um, and they were in- instantly connected, I connected to them instantly. Yeah, me Just too. Super, super great. Me too. Um, I was a little bit no... worried. 
Sorry, I was gonna say I'm a little bit worried at the at the beginning just because there's all with all the setup, there's like the reintroduction of the Dankrax, and then it's kind of like there's the some folks in the Nile floating around, and then there's the introduction of like the youngling. So at first I was like, uh oh, like I gotta pay attention because there's a lot of characters. Like there's multiple groups of characters around. And yeah. so just seeing that many, many that many names and the number of new characters, I would imagine too, if people didn't read the Higher Public Adventures phase two, even having those Dink Gracks there, that's gonna be like, oh, I gotta remember these people's. So it, it was a little bit of a, you know, you gotta pay attention at, at the beginning, but once the story goes on and yeah, I had no problem with it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and so these characters were good. I think they're gonna be memorable. I know that, um fellow podcaster fellow member of the team morgan they really like these characters and they really connected to them mm-hmm. uh the one i think that stood out the most for me is one we haven't mentioned yet okay and that was the character of drigit oh yes mm-hmm. so drigit for context without any spoilers drigit is a new member of the nile occupation on valo she's a essentially a child uh, and she's a lieutenant with the occupying occupation occupying forces um but she has a connection to our jello younglings mm-hmm. uh, and the fact that they grew up together that's not as much of a spoiler that no. they tell you that straight at the beginning right um how did you think about what do you think about Drigget? I really liked her um a very complex character and obviously is like um dealing with a lot of conflicting emotions um and loyalties um i i don't want to say too much because i feel like her story's her story's definitely not over right and like the the journey she's going on is not over so i'm really interested to see where it goes i thought there was going to be some big reveal maybe there still will be i mean i don't want to theorize too much i'm not much of a theorizer but it felt to me that the connection between Drigget and gabby was more biological like i thought yeah he was gonna be like his long her long lost brother or like his mom was very connected to him so i was like wait what is happening here so maybe i i got that as well there was definitely set up there Mm -hmm. and i think i'm wondering if these characters are going to show up in horror public adventures oh that'd be awesome yeah just like ram did yep you know they're they're the they're the right age range and um yeah i feel like they i mean we're not talking spoilers too much, but they escaped from Valo. So like they're it's in the title. Someone they're going somewhere. Like their journey is gonna continue on. So yeah. Yeah, I I, I think it will because there was definitely something more to drig it. And the without getting any spoilers here, the ending scenes for Drig It were really intriguing. Yes. And I got like big it almost YA adult vibes from those scenes. Yeah. Like um it reminded me of Nan from YA. Yes. It reminded me of Marder Row. Mm, okay. It was, there was a lot more to it there. Yeah. Like I was like, oh, he's got plans for these characters. Mm-hmm. And, and Cricks a little bit too, right? From phase one. Um, was that his name? The guy who was Zine's friend, remember where he was yeah. like, is that his name? Cricks? I can't Cricks, yeah. But I, I was getting vibes of him too. It's like his, you know, wavering loyalty. I yeah. mean, he made a very decisive choice, like, you know, obviously, but. I was getting kind of vibes of that too. Yeah, I mean, by the end of it, I mean, f- throughout the whole book, actually, you think you know, you think you know people's allegiances. You know, Drigit, for example, 
is a Nile, but obviously it's revenge of them. So you think, oh, there's going to be a moment where she saves them and you know, runs <laughs> yeah. back to her friends yeah. because she quite openly doesn't like the Nile. She's doing it to survive. Yes, exactly. But then things don't necessarily go that way. I'm not going to say right. how they go. Right. And you're like, okay. Yeah. So it keeps you guessing on it's, motivations. Yeah. And it's I'm still guessing at the end. <laughs> yes. It's definitely a tease for what's going to happen next. So that'll be yeah, that'll def- definitely be I, exciting. As I don't think Daniel Hoseolder has anything planned in the next phase, I'm not sure. I need to look up at that again. If he has, I apologize. I think it, we're getting adventures characters. He's teeing up. Yeah. Something yeah. for adventures. Which is good because this this year's event, adventures is wonderful. Yes, I do believe that Ram's story is going to continue in another of the YAs. I don't think he's writing it, but um, don't quote me on that. When I was doing my research for my review, I was like, "Oh, Ram's story will continue," and I forgot what it is. Sorry, folks can help us oh, okay. figure that. Figure yeah, that out wow, also. I didn't know that. I need to look, look into this stuff more. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, Drigit and then um, Niv Drendo. Oh yeah, see I that's so funny that I feel like the baddies in this one almost like take a back seat. Um because Niv was really cool. I, I didn't even mention them in my review like at all because um I would say they're arguably like the least interesting part of the story. I mean, he looks really cool and I feel like his aura is just so like weird. But yeah. um I, I'm excited to see him, especially in High Republic Adventures. I know they've teased him on the cover of some of the upcoming issues. So I feel like he yeah. is kind of more of a visual character, like when you when I went back and reminded myself what he looked like, I'm like, oh yeah, that guy's weird, and like his with his baby nameless, like super weird. But um, yeah, yeah, a nameless that got named. I know what was its name again? I was Grendrek. 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 Yeah. Grendrek. That was really strange. Um, but yeah, I wasn't particularly super fond of him. He seemed a bit of a textbook youngster villain. But the last couple of scenes of him were really really good. That last yes. scene, especially when they're on, I'm not going to spoil this, but people that have read it, the scene where he's on the ship, they were interesting. That's not where I expected that character to go. So I'm interested to see where that goes. Kylo Ren vibes. I'll yes. Say oh, I would agree. Just that kind of like cool, stoic, you know, um, character that turns out to be just emotionally unhinged. Yes. Unlike anyone else. Like, yes. <laughs> Vader was always in control of his emotions. Even when he's angry, he was in control of it. Kylo Ren was never in control of his emotions. And right. I get the same kind of feeling from Niv. Yes, yes. Definitely. Um, but yeah, I mean, Niv was great. So where do you think it will go from here? I couldn't tell you. Uh, <laughs> I'm re- like, again, I'm really bad at these things. Um but i don't know i'm just excited to find out like like you said i think the story is going to continue in the comic run um just from the fact that we've seen some of these characters in on the covers um and stuff like that um it's more just going to be like being being patient and waiting (laughs) that's the part i'm not good at (laughs) yeah it could go anywhere i mean if we're talking highlights of this book without being spoilery Mm -hmm. um i'd say the biggest highlights of this book for me is the emotional moments towards the end of the book there's one scene between two characters and we've mentioned a love interest in a story (laughs) earlier but there's one scene later on which is way more emotionally powerful than you'd expect the conversation between these two characters it's it's not quite the qui-gon speech from master and apprentice 
I turn towards the light because it's the light. It's not right. quite that, but it's in that ballpark. And it's such a memorable and emotional scene that it might recontextualize, recontextualize the whole book. Because okay. I was thinking, oh, yeah, this is quite a, you know, it's quite a light adventure, mm-hmm. kind of anticlimactic. It's fun, you know, it's good, but it's not nothing major. And then you get to this scene, which isn't like a, it's not like a Kevmo moment from Path of the Seat, which completely, you know, destroys you. Um, it's more of a small emotional moment between two characters that just makes you think i want to go back and read all about his characters again okay i'm just what it was such a i know we're not talking spoilers but what scene are you talking about i'm not i'm not following i'm talking about the scene where the two characters admit their feelings okay 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 you know what i mean okay it was it was so well written it was beautiful and i know that morgan on this podcast that scene really hit Oh, them. okay. Like, really hit them. I thought that's what so, you're talking about, but maybe it didn't hit me as much as it did others. So I, I think it just, it all depends. Like, I really think there's something for everybody in this book. Like, if that, I mean, that uh, that scene was really well written and I enjoyed it, but I didn't, I wasn't going where you, I didn't know that was like the thing. You know what I'm saying? It didn't, it hit me in a different way. Yeah. It hit me in a different way. Uh, another a positive highlight for me, just to kind of wrap this up, um, and it, it's almost reductive to even mention it, but I feel like I have to mm. just because of the choices this book made mm-hmm. is sheer amount of representation. Yes. This has got more representation in this book than any Star Wars book before it, I'd say. I, I would 100% agree. Yep. I mean, just to put it in context, I mean, it's never a plot point. And it's never overwhelming. It's just who the characters are. Yes. Um, so don't think it's been rammed down your throat or anything like that. Rammed down your throat. Um, <laughs> it's done really well. But just to put an example, we've got the main characters are we've got uh, homosexual, we have trans, mm-hmm. we have non-binary, non-binary, um, and then there's more. I think the only character. I mean, I, I was talking to Morgan about this. I was like, I think the only straight characters potentially ram. But then Morgan was like. Is Ram straight? Because uh, <laughs> he gives kind of we, like ace vibes. We have no, we don't know. No, I didn't. It doesn't really matter. It's not really relevant. No, relevant it doesn't to the Story, yeah. but right, I right, feel right. like in an age where representation is, there is a focus on it, and it is important. It's nice to see it being done here in a junior yeah. book. I would agree too. It doesn't feel like it's shoved down your throat. Um, there's a couple like surprising moments too, where I, it's not like you're not. Um, hit over the head with like a huge reveal it's kind of like artfully revealed tap, tap. with some yeah exactly i wasn't gonna say it but i didn't know okay yes with tep tep like it was really like it wasn't like this is the core of who she is yeah. it was just like part of it you know yeah yeah it was just like this is who she is this is why she's yes. like she is and yeah and this is everyone, you kind of acknowledged it and just moved because on. of it right 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 yeah it was a really nice moment that was and yeah. it really kind of elevated the character just just to know that little bit more about them yes yes i would agree um but yeah i mean just to wrap up though is there anything out of highlights for you of this book or anything you want to mention um i don't think so i would just say it, it's a really heartwarming like action adventure story it's not like huge on plot kind of like you were saying um i would say the plot on almost doesn't 
matter as much nah. for this book like i know a lot of people like what happens next and like what's gonna be canon and like where is it but like i feel like it's a character study it's like a it's a small beautifully told like uh i mean there's real stakes like there was a moment i thought a, a lead character was actually gonna die like there's actual real stakes yeah. and to me it's hard sometimes reading star wars books I mean, it's different for High Republic because you really don't know what's going to happen with anyone. But I'm, I'm like, just going expecting uh, people to die, to be honest, with the High Republic. Yeah, I mean, that's part of it. Yeah, but I'm like, is a youngling going to die right now? Like, are we going to, like, we just had an epic death in Eye of Darkness with one of the nameless. I'm like, are we going to get the middle grade version of that? Like, is that happening? Um, so I would say there's still real stakes. And um, it's just, uh, uh, it will probably make you warm and fuzzy. Like, I would say this is like a warm and fuzzy Star Wars adventure book that, any age, anyone of any age um, can read and enjoy. Yeah, it's it's a good one. If you don't read the middle grade books, what you're doing, they're great and they you're really wrong. add. You're wrong. Like, yes. Yeah, they really add texture to the whole High Republic. They're not, yes. not, they're not necessarily like super important. Well, I don't know actually. I'd argue that the two Justina Island ones are quite important. A test of courage, a mission to disaster. I think everything is the more that I talk to people and I've heard people reacting and reading different books from different phases and stuff. And it's like, oh, well, I don't really read X, like fill in the blank. And I'm like, well, that's probably why you don't know, like, wh or why you're missing this person. Like, you're missing out. Like, you're just going to miss yeah, out. Yeah, they're like, so I, oh, I really don't like the fact that Avacris isn't in them, but I don't read the comics. I'm like, well, she's in the comics. Oh, you just said that's it. That's basically, what I, that's basically what I was saying. Like, <laughs> Yeah, saying that though, exactly. Avagris was wonderful in the Eye of Darkness. So I know, hundred percent. I know, yeah, hundred percent. Um, it, you know what's quite funny actually is I've noticed now that we're separated from the High Republic a little bit now from the launch of it. Mm. I'm starting to see more and more people in the communities and all that starting to read the High Republic and choosing to go chronological. Oh, okay, interesting. And I mean, fair play. It's up to you. Sure, do what you want to do. Yep. Um. I just can't imagine experiencing mm -mm. that. Yeah. But then again, your first High Republic book being Path of Deceit does sound appealing. <laughs> I mean, you can never go wrong with Path of Deceit, but I don't know. Yeah, that's always my thing too. I'm like, read them in the order that they were in, meant to be published. Obviously, there were some hiccups along the way. COVID happened, you know, release yeah. dates, publishers, comic things. Like there's some timeliney things where I'd be like, okay, I would maybe adjust or read this here instead of here. But for the mm -hmm. most part, read phase one then phase two then f they're named fa they're given phase numbers for a reason <laughs> yeah and then when you've read them all then you can read them in a chronological order it's like yeah. star wars movies exactly you go original trilogy you go prequel trilogy you go sequel trilogy yeah once you've done that if you want to go sure from one to nine do it yeah. by all means do whatever but you like, want period but i would just say you should read one two three <laughs> phase one is no phase two is built even though it's set 150 years before it's yes. built on the idea that you've read correct. phase one correct yeah. Um, but anyway, I digress. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> we, um, we both do. Great. Escape from Varlo. It's out now. Um, pick it up, grab it, comment on all of our things, send us voice notes, whatever you want to do. Tell us what you <laughs> thought of it. We'll be doing the next one of these, we'll be doing will probably be for be f the Defy the Storm. Um, by I'm just staring at my copy right Blackman. now. Yeah. Yeah, I'm saying it my copy. I will say for our audiobook friends, unfortunately, Escape from Valo is not coming oh, yeah. out until March. And I've seen a lot of chatter about people being upset or frustrated. And I, I mm -hmm. we hear you. We hear you. So some it's these Disney books don't always get the release day audiobooks like some of the adult ones do. So 
I can only empathize and feel, I feel bad for those folks, but it's coming in March. So hopefully you don't feel too left out of the conversation and, or listen to this episode after that comes out. You see, that didn't even register for me because I don't know if you know, but in the UK, Disney books have only recently taken over the publishing before it was a company called Edgemont okay. and they refused to do digital books and they refused to do audio. Oh, so you had to buy physical. Yeah, so for the junior stuff, there was and YA stuff. There's never been audio. Oh, it wasn't released digital. internationally. Like you couldn't even get the ones. No. Oh, interesting. No, no, weird. And they, they, we got a couple recently, mm-hmm. but we're not used to it. all the all the adult stuff. Obviously, gets the works. Yeah, of but, course. Um, so we get wonderful Mark Thompson and Jonathan Davis and all yes. them. Um, yes, I've just seen quite yeah. a quite a bit of chatter online about the audio folks being. I mean, rightfully so upset. I mean, and when there's no announcement and there's no information, I feel like it's probably more disappointing and frustrating when on release day you go look for it and you can't find it. So, yeah. Anyway. Especially for the people that are potentially visually impaired or don't have the time to sit down and read. Of course. They're going to wait another two months. Yeah. I just wanted to say that. We don't want to, I just want Mm -hmm. to acknowledge that. Of course. So, Jason, thank you for joining me. You bet. Where can everyone find you? You can find me everywhere as This Dad Reads dot com my podcast socials threads has been, pop- been popping off been having a lot of fun over there recently so. yeah it's popped off a bit now yeah it? i love it it's fun uh obviously i'm chris star wars book sw book collector um instagram threads here you you, you guys know me by now. <laughs> i'm the stupid one um but yeah thanks for listening guys thanks for having me check out escape Ooh. from Ballow. <laughs>